For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com. Welcome to the Angie Spoke podcast. Feeling overwhelmed? Maybe some burnout? Great, because today we spoke with Rithu Parikh, who is a productivity coach. She is also a speaker and the founder of Life is Organized. She has taught thousands of women simple ways to wake up with a plan, take control of their distractions, and drop overwhelm with ease. Results include a 300% increase in billable time, 10 hours a week saved on emails, multiple pant sizes shed through new routines. Anyone interested? That is what we're talking about today. We're talking about calendaring. We're talking about boundaries. We're talking about efficiency and productivity. All such good stuff. I am so happy to introduce you to Murthu Parikh. Okay, well, welcome Murthu to the podcast. (laughs) We're so happy to have you. Thank you. I can honestly say I have been looking forward to this all week. Just having thoughtful conversations with smart women is so exciting to me. So thanks for having me. In preparation, I just like can hear all of our clients in the background, like ask her this, ask her this, ask her this. So we've got lots, lots prepared. But first, let's get to know you. Can you do you want to do a little one minute introduction of yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Rithi Parikh, founder of Life is Organized. I help women, women, basically women in, in business, be in control of all their demands and all their distractions. So I believe when you do this, you can create this ripple effect of impact across your work life, your home life, your family life, your personal life. You can truly get everything you want when you're really in control of your intention and your attention. So essentially, that means like I just help women wake up with a plan. Like planning is definitely my jam. And my official title is productivity coach. And how did you arrive Mm. here? It's a journey. Uh, Is there some perfectionism, recovering perfectionism involved? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist, but really I am a perfectionist, but I'm just trying to, I'm just less of one than I used to be. And I think like everything in life, you just got to find the thing that you're like, I'm going to be totally 
in and give myself permission to be the perfectionist on this side. And I'm going to let go of the other thing. I don't think you can let go of it all. You know, it's like, just figure out the one that you're like, this is, this is what I'm going to hang my hat on. So I'm so curious, what was your career path? How does someone become a productivity expert? From a very weird journey, right? So I was actually used to be in corporate for 10 years in marketing and client services kind of the story of the burnout, working all the hours. And I was in New York City, never saw my baby who was two years old, never saw him, thought the nanny was, was bringing him up. And when my husband got an opportunity to get a job down in Nashville, I was like, heck no, I'm not leaving New York. This is my dream. This is my life. And he said the few words that just made it all happen. And he said, well, you know, if you go, you won't have to work. And I thought, oh, I hit the lottery. It's a dream. Sign me up. So we go. And lo and behold, of course, within six months, I'm losing my mind. I have no friends, no family, a two-year-old. I'm pregnant again. I'm like, I don't like this whole thing. So flash forward, I start on this entrepreneurial journey just because I'm like, I don't want to go back to corporate. Let me figure out something I'm good at. Started a series of different businesses, a party planning, a video organizing, and kind of fell more into the home organizing side, which I love doing, kind of tapped into my own gifts, if you will. Like actual physical, like organizing closets and mudrooms and stuff like that. Worst nightmare ever. Okay. I'm fascinated by this. No, no, but hold on. Hold on. You're, you're in Nashville where the home edit ladies are from too, right? Okay. So that's like a whole, that's like what I think of when I think of Nashville. I don't think of country music anymore. I just think of the home edit. That's so funny. They are lovely. I've had opportunities to meet Joanna. She's wonderful. But I started way back when like there was no container store. There was like, what a thing, right? And in fact, I remember thinking, you know, as I'm organizing my drawers, I was obsessed. I love it. I love it. It's like everyone's nightmare is somebody else's dream, right? It was my dream. I was like, God, I wish I had someone just pay me to do this for them. And then I saw it on HGTV. I saw some segment and there was a professional organizer. I'm like, what? There's a thing like this? So anyway, I found out there was a national organization. I got into it, but quickly realized that I did not like doing it for other people because I'm a perfectionist or whatever the thing is. Like, I just like doing it for myself. So what I moved was, but I still loved the strategy. I love the teaching and the coaching. I think that's really where my gifts lie. So I moved to online DIY courses and training on home organization. Did that for several years and then was kind of getting burnt out on that. Fell out of love with it for several reasons, like to my target, just what I was doing. And during that time, I was like, oh, do I go back to work? What do I do? I can't figure this out. And I'm feeling really overwhelmed and getting burnt out on this. And I sort of just plunged into productivity because I felt like that's what was missing in my life. Like I just couldn't get keep track of everything with the kids and everything with work and everything with travel. And as I moved into that personally, it then launched into what I could do professionally. I really do believe you teach what you're meant to learn, you know, or was it you're meant to learn what you're going to teach, however you say that, but I really believe that. And so now it's great because I can take that home organization background and couple it with the productivity. And it's just like this really synergistic, awesome service offer, you know, specialty with clients, especially with women, because we are doing it all. There is no like work-life separation. It is all integrated. I don't care what anybody says, right? That like that balance is just, it's, you know, it's a kind of a myth. I mean, we're balancing it, but it's, it's all together. So that's what I, that's how I got here now. Mm -hmm. So who is your typical client? So typically small business owners, women, I say they're doing all the things for all the people all the time, right? And so they're juggling it all. And I think for many people, 2020 and the pandemic taught us that life is totally integrated. But if you're a small business owner, you've always known that, right? You didn't need 2020 to show you that. You've known like I'm juggling 
cooking and laundry and kids and running around and building a business, growing my team, doing all the things. So that's typically who they are. They're feeling overwhelmed because they are. They're, they're trying to figure out how do I systemize this? How do I create a routine and a structure at home or possibly at a workspace? How do I systemize everything going on in the household so that I have the energy and can show up for my clients the best way? And so we work a lot on delegating and systemizing and prioritizing. So what I what I if I hired you, I'd be like, I don't like planning. I don't like systems. I just want to do what I want to do in the moment. So here's what I got to say to you. If you're feeling frenetic, if you're feeling scattered, if you're feeling overwhelmed, get over it. Then if you continue to operate that way, you will continue to feel that way. If you're not feeling all those things, great, more power to you. You know, like keep doing what you're doing. But if you're feeling overwhelmed, then there's a good chance that that style, even though you're resistant to maybe getting a little more structure or more planning, it's just not working. We all know we can't do the same things and expect different results. So I don't believe your life has to be like 24-7 structured out every minute of the day on the calendar. Like that's not what this is about. But if we can give you some, let's say you or anyone else, a little bit more routine or structure planning so that you have, you've created more time, you've created more freedom for yourself, then you'll actually get more done, be less tired, be more present, all the things that we all want so badly. So Sandy is kind of an anomaly in this world. Like she's not as much of a perfectionist as most other people who are high achievers are very successful. And so I totally get what you're saying. And there's nothing that brings me more joy than like a bunch of color-coded pens and like three planners and all my Trello boards. And it's like actually pure bliss for me to organize and, and you know figure out how to squeeze insight and time out of my day. But I'm wondering for people who don't have that love, who are like Sandy, what is like the first assignment you give someone? So like, I want to know for me too, but I'm going to be generous and ask for Sandy. <laughs> like what's like, so, so say we hired you to come in and help us be more productive. What is the first thing you would have us do? So typically I go through a, a four pillar strategy, I guess say a strategy, right? And there's four steps. Let's say there are steps. The very first thing would be to get very clear on your goals. This is probably the first step in, in anything we're doing, right? In business at home, we're like, what do I really want? What am I trying to get? If I am, if you are feeling again, overwhelmed, overstretched, overtired, what is it you're looking for? Sometimes it's not always like more time. It could be time, but sometimes it's more space. Um, I'm looking to offload more things. I'm looking for more connection with my family. I need better relationships. I want better systems. Like everybody's goals are so different, even though it seems like we're the same. We just, you know, we want to feel better, but they're really specific. So we would start there. Then let's say we kind of reverse engineer and say, okay, if that's the goal, how do we start creating that on the second thing, which is your, your calendar? Like look at your time and calendar. And I get really tactical here because it's like, I believe if you don't see it on the calendar, it's really hard to make it come to life because we can see it in our head a million times over, but why doesn't it translate into real life? Because it's like, we just can't, there's like this big gap between what we're thinking and what's like actual in reality. So we dive deep into the calendar really day by day, figure out what works. And there's a lot that goes into this in terms of like theming and, you know, really thinking through your energy levels. Well, that's one thing we do. And then third, Here's a, here's a kicker. We would then create some systems and processes because you could do the first things really well. You'd be like, I got my goals. I know exactly what I want to do. I got it on my calendar. Great. Y'all know if we don't get a system around it, it lasts for like a day, right? Or two days and it just falls by the wayside. And then you feel like a failure because nothing works for me. That's not true. We just didn't have the, probably the right process behind it. 
So you want to get that in place. And again, that's everything from meal planning to my invoicing to sales calls to whatever. There's a system behind everything. And then the fourth component is communication and leadership, which is essentially creating boundaries like around your time, other people's time, how you communicate it. It's not always quite as linear as I just laid it out, right? Because it's not life. But at some point through that process, we're going to start with goals no matter what, but we're going to hit through these because it brings it all together. There's not a one thing that's going to just like right, change everything, but it, there are some simple steps you can take to kind of bring it together. And what is your relationship to habits? Like, is that when you say system, is that what some people would call habits or is it different in your mind? Yes. I think, I think it's a great way to look at it because I do think, well, you know, for everyone, there are different trigger words. For some people, a system is a trigger word. You're like, I can't think of a system. And for someone else, a habit might be a trigger word, right? But you're absolutely right. We could just use those interchangeably, essentially doing something over and over, right? Till it becomes kind of, kind of part of your life or kind of part of your lifestyle. I have to say that I use my calendar like religiously, like everything in my head goes is sort of pinned on my calendar. So I know what's happening and then it's out of my mind. And then it's like, not this like busy mind, you know, like, oh, I have to remember to do this. And what happens is when you have all your things you're going to do on the calendar, when you have time off, you know, the evening or Saturday or whatever, it's like, I can take that freely and comfortably and not be like, ah, you know, th- like, cause I know that when I go to work on whatever, if I do some hours on Sunday night or Monday, whatever, it's like, I got it. Like it's there. I don't have to constantly think about it. And when I started doing that, that was like the most freeing feeling is that like mentally I could truly relax because I know my calendar is holding it all for me. I love that. I cannot. And at first, well, so many things out that I love. I love one that you found a system that works for you because you got to kind of customize it. You could try 10 different things. And then finally, the 11th one is the one you're like, this one works really for me. So I love that. Two, I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. There's so much freedom in knowing that I have something, a time to do whatever it is that I need to do so that you can give yourself a mental break. So you can give yourself that physical break. Often when we fall into reactivity, right? During the day, let's say you're typing an email and the text comes in, another email pops up and someone walks and we're, you know, we start responding to that and looking at that and beeping on this. It's often not always because it's most well, usually never urgent, but a lot of the reason is because we're just worried we're going to forget about it. You know, I'm not going to have time to do it later. I'll just take care of it now. And by doing what you did, like actually writing that on your calendar, here's what I've got to do. Now you're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't have to worry about it. Thought came to my head. I'll jump over, over to my calendar. I'll put it in. I got time for it later. I can get back to what I'm working on. So it actually ends up being this amazing distraction avoidance technique without maybe without even knowing it, right? And plus, you're right. And then you have that mental capacity to stay focused on what I'm doing. I could take care of that later. So I'm curious about your opinion on tools like Slack, because I get asked by team members that work in our company how we manage to stay on top of things. And I don't know if you use Slack in your business or you have clients that do. Like, What are the best practices for bringing this kind of productivity ethos into Slack without kind of always being working and being on the job? Yeah, I do use Slack. I love it. I actually now, even for my group coaching courses... I don't do Facebook anymore. We've moved everything to Slack. I think you uh, maybe you all are doing that too, but because Facebook just got so distracting. I would go in there to answer a question and you know the, all the things happen. So I, I love Slack. I think it's great. I think, but at the end of the day, it's a tool is a tool. It's how we use it. 
And in terms of best practices, I think it kind of comes down more to communication, like that fourth pillar, leadership. Boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> and and how you communicate with your team. You know, if, if the team, if the expectations are whether I'm in Slack or Facebook or text, whatever it is, I'm available 24-7 within, I'm going to respond within one minute. That's going to be the expectation, right? It's not going to, it doesn't matter what the tool is. If the expectation with your team is, hey, you know, uh, I'll, I'll check every once an hour if it's more or once or two hours or twice a day, whatever your boundary is, if it's truly urgent, you know, find it. Here's another way to get in touch with me when it's urgent. Maybe it is the phone call. Maybe it is a text, you know. So I think it comes down to not, it's not so much the tool, although I do love Slack for many reasons. It's efficient, it's quick, it's, it's, it's not as distracting, but it's going to come down to what you decide and the boundaries that you create with your colleagues or team members or clients. Mm-hmm. It's a good question, Jenny, about Slack. And I think one of the other things that we've implemented, and I guess you could sort of see it as a boundary, is that because when you're on Slack and you're basically your team has access to you 24-7, right? And so to say like, these are the windows I'm going to, you know, respond. But also we have requested that our team, if they have a question, that they answer it. Like here's, so let's say they have a problem and we call these communication filters. So they have to say, here's the problem. Here's my solution. Do you agree or disagree or what's your input? So then we can just be like, yes, go. And then, I don't, you know, you don't have to like have a back and forth conversation with them. And it just cuts down the, cuts on time because they like, here's my question. Here's my answer. Yes or no. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. Yes or no. And if it's wrong, then you can have a deeper conversation, but you know, you can just basically give it a, yeah, go for it or thumbs down and here's why. And so it's just that boundary has been huge for our team. Andy, that is such a great and amazing growth tool too for for your team, right? Now you're like, the expectation is you got to work this out on your own, at least, you know, it makes everyone go that next level and it makes them so much more autonomous. And I feel like when, when anyone, whether it's a family member or a team member, when they're more part of that solution or part of that creation, you know, they're more vested in the outcome. So that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah, it works really well. Okay. Inbox zero. Jenny, I know you're thinking about this, right? Thoughts on inbox zero. Don't call me out on this on the podcast, Sandy. (laughs) I'm just saying you were thinking about it and you wanted her opinion. We're not discussing your inbox zero. I I think I already know her opinion, but let's let's hear it. Because I'm not an inbox zero person. I'm not. I don't have hundreds, but I'll try to keep it to like, Hundreds, Jenny. Like hundreds. under twenty, under ten. You know, I don't. I, it's very manageable, but I don't have zero. That's basically zero in Jenny's um, world. Yeah, but I don't have. But it's not a. I thirty-one thousand nine hundred seventeen. Oh wait a second. Now is that unread or is that unread? Is sixteen hundred seventy-four. So I actually have this another thing. Everyone's shocked. I probably have fifty thousand. I'm not kidding. Probably fifty thousand, ninety. I don't even know how many thousands of emails in my archive. I just archive. I. I'm still nervous to get rid of things, but it's not in my inbox, which is very different, right? And so... Oh, it's in my inbox. Right. Okay, I'm just saying, just saying that people think, oh, my gosh, must be like zero inbox. I have no emails. No, I have like a bazillion. Yeah, but, it's hard to get rid of it. You yeah. might need it. I reference like two-year-old emails yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I have a whole theory about it, but yeah. And and I think that's the beauty of archiving. You can, if you're on Gmail, yeah. you can just click archive. Yeah. So that your eyes just stay focused on what needs to be done, what hasn't been read. You know, I think because if you clutter it all up with everything you've already read, already processed, it's just one more step. It's one more thing 
first of all, to get you distracted. But then you're like, did I respond to that? Did I respond to that? Wait, you know, all that starts happening. So I just try to get it out of my inbox. And not to use it as a to-do list, right? Oh yeah. I don't use my inbox as a to-do list at all. A lot of people do. Yeah. That's why I have multiple paper planners with color-coded pens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, but it's like what works for each of us, right? Like you got to let your productivity flag fly however it flies. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It is very customized. It's very personalized. I will always have like, here's what works for me and here's what I recommend. But ultimately, you've got to try it, test it, tweak it, and you'll find something that works best for you. You know. Okay. So I have a question for you about kind of high... Ach- like you, you work with, I imagine, a lot of successful people. And in particular, I have found with myself and with other high achieving women, there is for me, the hardest part of all of this, of this productivity stuff is like, I could be like uber productive basically all the time and happy, but then I sacrifice my relationships and I sacrifice my like time parenting. And so the hardest thing for me is actually being able to have the boundary to not let my productivity and my business kind of creep into the rest of my life. And I'm wondering, like you say, that's the fourth stage or the fourth fourth step that you teach. And what are some tips for those of us that really struggle in that area? Like, what can I do to make that easier? First of all, I want to say thank you so much for saying that you enjoy working and don't have this, you know, I feel like there's so many women, we feel like we have to be so guilty because we really love work and we should be more with the kids. And I'm like, it's so great just to own it and be like, I love it. This is, I could spend 24 seven on it and it's just all fine. But to answer your question, I say, let's go back through that, those other st- steps, right? The goal and the getting under, being more intentional, getting on your calendar and s- almost systemizing it. So if the goal is, I really want to spend more time with my family, you know, be more present, that's the goal. That's great. So we got that down. Now I'd say, we, you've got to put on that calendar just like you would anything else, like a work meeting, Zoom meetings, this podcast, right? So what would that be? I don't know. And it doesn't, here's the thing. We don't have to get wrapped up in quantity. It doesn't have to be three hours a day. It could be 30 minutes reading a book at night or helping with homework. It's really the quality, right? Or sitting at the dinner table with no electronics. So if we were to actually put that on your calendar, what what do you think would work? So I, I do that and I do find it work. It works. And so the only way I found though, to keep other things from creeping in or to actually like have zero electronic connections in any physical space near me. And I'm, I would like to not have to like remove my watch in order to be with my child. So I'm like, is that just like a mind? Sandy's going to be like, Oh, we're coaching on this. I would love to not have to remove technology from my physical space in order to be fully present to other human beings. Okay. So I just did a, uh, my podcast it's coming out next week. The episode I just recorded yesterday was on reducing willpower because I think willpower is so hard to use all the time, right? It's, and we're, from the moment we wake up to we go to bed, we have to use some type of willpower on what we're eating or what we're saying to the kids or what we're doing with our clients. By the end of the day, especially, you're, you're, it's gone, right? You don't have, you have very little left. So what I think, think is if you can be disciplined about your environment, you get to be less disciplined about yourself, which means if you're disciplined about your environment, you get to use less willpower. And isn't that lovely? So I would say, get rid of that watch if that's really what the goal, right? For that time. If you're worried, yes, but we truly do have emergencies, then put on the do not disturb with, there's something that says accept calls from, 
And then put that person. So if it's like your mom, right? Emergency mom, daughter, that whatever it is, school client, you can add all these people. And like, here's the top five people I have to get messages from. So I'm going to get the notification call. Everybody else, I was just they're just being held up in the cloud somewhere until I until I swipe on do not disturb again. So that way, so what I, all what I'm trying to say is now you're basically disciplining the environment, so you don't have to exert all the discipline on yourself. That's exhausting. That's yeah, like so that's, hard to do, right? See, that's a real tip. Like this is a professional tip right here because here's the thing, and you know we can talk in circles about it all we want, but the truth is is that we have a company where there are real emergencies. And I think having gone through the trauma of some of those emergencies and, and recognizing that like things do happen and break in the middle of the night or someone needs something from that I have to, to contribute to, there's this sense of, I can never actually get away from it because what if that is that real emergency? So if I'm sitting down to read my daughter a bedtime story, like, and there is an act like there's this 0.01% chance there's a real emergency, but there's this like sense of responsibility to that, right? That makes it so like I do not feel fully present ever. So that's a great tip because then I can say Sandy's allowed to call me. <laughs> and and I know she won't do that unless there's really an emergency, right? So then it gets through. So that's a, that's awesome. Except that Sandy has all notifications turned off all the time. So she <laughs> won't even so know. I will, it's not emergency. only Sandy. I'll let like the three other people on our team who might call me in an emergency on there. But like, that's such a helpful, actual real tip. Because I think so often we're like, we hear oh, have boundaries, but there's more nuance and context to that, right? Like not everyone can say like, peace out for the weekend. You can't reach me. Like that's not, that doesn't feel responsible for the role that I have. So that, thank you for that. That's, that's super helpful. No problem. And then on that note, not for you, it sounds like you're doing this, but for anyone listening, then you might say to your team, Hey, only contact me in the evening if it's an emergency. Otherwise don't contact me until five o'clock, you know? And so, and so what you kind of created there is a little system, right? Your system is I'm going to put on my calendar. I'm when I'm ready to, you know, cut off from the day. I'm going to go to my do not disturb and put that on, put in my people and then sit with my family. So system is a three-step. It's really easy, but it's like that little thing could now create that consistency, the habit, the system, whatever you want to call it, like that, you know, evenings with your daughter. Let's talk about burnout. I see this conversation in our community and what I see happening is that they're women and they have like the second shift. They have lots of responsibility with, you know, sometimes it's a full-time job or part-time job, plus trying to build a business, plus often a family. And they are cautious because they don't want to burn out. They're cautious because they don't want to, you know, have negative health effects. And so I think a lot of them have burnt out before and become quite ill. And so they're very careful how they tread you know, or how they move forward into this new business opportunity that they're with us that we're coaching on. I would just love your thoughts about, you know, burnout, warning signs, what to do, how to handle it. Um, yeah. Or personal experience, if you're willing to share. Yeah, for sure. So gosh, women, women, we're so we're. I know what's wrong with us. Well, well we're just like these natural caretakers. I think it's innate, right? It's like, sociologically, it's just who we are. And then we're ambitious and we want to do everything. And so I'm really glad to hear. And I, I do think the conversation has really elevated in the last year with COVID. And this is, fortunately, I probably took that, but that there is so much conversation about it, which is great because I think it is, it is closer to where it needs to be that we should all be thinking about this. So I want to start there. That's, that's wonderful. I 
I'm like you, Sandy. I have to have a lit. I have to have everything out of my head or I shut down. I get very paralyzed, especially when you're in chaos or feeling like all the things are happening. That's the last time that you can think clearly. Like I feel like you cannot, it's hard to grab the tools and the tips you need when you're in the middle of all the crazy. So I have to write this down. This sounds so elementary and basic, but I have this list of like, things I should be doing when I'm freaking out or like self-care things or, and they're really simple. It's like, put on, I, I do meditate. I do, I'm not, a, I wouldn't even say I'm a meditator, but I'll put on like a two meditate, two minute meditation app or I put on my favorite music in the house while I'm, you know, and dance around while I'm making dinner. Or I will just be like, I'm going for a five minute walk. I'll just walk to the block and back. I even around the block, like down the street and, and back. Or I'm like, I just, I just need five minutes. I'm going to go sit in my room. Like I have this list. It's so weird. I use Evernote. And it's like, because I can't even think of what I need to do in that moment because I'm so stressed out and I have to look at something. So I really recommend doing that. It's so simple and easy. It sounds, again, like rudimentary, but keep your little like list around somewhere that, you know, probably on your phone is the safest because that's where we always have our phone with us. We're like, I don't even know what to do right now. Oh, wait, I know, I know exactly what to do. I need to go like, go, go have a, I need to drink like a gallon of water right now. I need to go, you know, call up my girlfriend. I need to like walk out of the house and things like that. So I would just start with something really simple like that because in the moment you can't, you know, you can't think. Second, going back to what I was saying with, with Jenny, even spending time with the family, spending time on work, we've got to block that time for ourselves. I feel like I say this and it goes one in, yeah, one, one ear and out the other, and one ear and out the other. No, really actually put it on the calendar, really. And this does not have to be going to get a massage. I feel like this whole bubble bath thing, I've never taken a bubble bath, but it could be like veg out in front of the TV at night. Like it just, it can be absolutely mindless. But by simply putting it on the calendar, it just gives you that permission. It just gives you like that, hey, it's okay. I've already planned to do this. It could be a yoga class. It could be something else, but it could just be like, I just need to do nothing and sit here. So okay, I'll tell you one a little story. I guess not a story, but it's something that happened with a client recently. Uh, we I have a coaching, we have coaching calls on Mondays, and she was saying, Oh my God, I felt so I felt like it was the worst weekend. I just sat on the couch like a slug, like all Saturday. You know, I had all, I was going to do all these things and all the stuff on my list and I got nothing done. And then I felt terrible. And then like, so I woke up feeling bad Sunday and the whole thing. I'm like, okay. So let's say now I was talking to her and I'm like, let's say if you had put on your calendar rest day, let's just say you had put just, just done the same thing, just said rest day. And you woke up in the morning and you did nothing. You sat in the slug, like on the couch, you sat there like a slug. How would you feel on Saturday night? And she's like, I would have felt fine. And like on Sunday morning, I would have felt fine. And it wasn't that she, the outcome was any different. She didn't, she just sat there. It's simply because she put the intention forward and put on the calendar that it was like, oh yeah, this is my rest day versus thinking in my head, I'm going to do a thousand things, not doing it and then feeling like a failure. Right. And so I think it's so Again, it's such a small little thing, but it can be so powerful to put that 30 minutes, one day, one hour, five minute, whatever, put it on the calendar because it starts just like registering, you know, my intention to like the reality. Yeah. And I would also say like, so by doing that act that you just described, you start to think about it different and then you feel different about it, but also to watch when you do have those days, like women need to know that they can take rest without guilt. Like there is nothing wrong if you rest. There's nothing, there's no failure. You are not lazy. Like there's all these judgments from society that come 
upon us when we stop working. And I think that conversation is really important too, that it's okay to sit on the couch for a Saturday and watch Netflix. There's nothing wrong with you, right? Like it's totally okay. And we have to really start to give ourselves permission and encouragement and like, you know, like a lot of positive self-talk for those rest days. Cause that's when the creativity starts to creep in, right? Like that's when you get all these ideas. As soon as you stop pushing, there's so many really cool ideas that sort of like pop up into the mind. Cause you're so much more open. Now the self-talk is so huge. Like I also said to that client, I was like, I would have loved to have heard you say like, just, just flipped it and said, I had the best day on Saturday. I just sat in the couch TV instead of I had the worst day, right? It's just that yeah. self-talk and you're right. And then once it's like, I had the best day doing that, then you give yourself permission. And truly we're most, you know, a lot of working women, are, a lot of them are moms. And like, we want to be a role model to our children. We don't want to be on 24 seven, always taking care of everyone else's needs before our needs, being too tired or too exhausted or snarky. Like I get so snarky when I'm in a, you know, I'm just tired. And it's like, that's not how you want to show up. That's not what we're teaching them. That's not what we're working so hard for. So it's also like, what are we bringing? You know, they, they learn from us, like what they're seeing. What are we bringing to that next generation? Yeah. I just was thinking there's nothing that really makes me feel happier than seeing my daughter kind of lazing about with a book with her like feet up on the chair and just kind of totally fully relaxed and, and not feeling the need to do anything. And so that's, that's so helpful to think about it. Like if she saw me laying down on the ground with my feet up on like the lounge chair with a book, like what would she feel like? Right. Like that, I I would love for her to feel that joy and to see that as something that's acceptable and encouraged. And I try to encourage her, but not by doing it in front of her. So that's anyway, this is such a helpful thing to think about because of course we deserve rest. And of course that's healthy and wonderful and we should be role modeling that when we can. I love that. That's a beautiful, I was like the image in my head when you were saying that, creating that, that is, it is beautiful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's what, what, what we're teaching them. So let's do it. So Mirthu, we ask every guest to share with us something that's bringing them joy in their life right now and a tool that can help our listeners hustle in their career or business. Okay. So I was asking before we went on, I'm like, can it be something I'm eating? Cause I'm right now obsessed with, and it's not even a new thing. I did have just really just discovered it, but the Trader Joe's mini hold the cone. I'm writing this ice cream cones. Have you seen these mini cones? I almost was going to bring one. But I was like, but it will melt here. They are unbelievable. So they're like, talk about productivity, the most efficient thing you've ever eaten, but the taste so good because they're these, they're, there's this, but there's, it's an actual cone. Like you go to an ice cream store you get a cone, but they're only this big and has one little scoop on it. So it's perfect because I need something sweet every night because that's just who I am. But you don't feel guilty because it's, I don't remember, it's not a lot of calories and not a lot of fat because it's small, but it's just, and they have in vanilla and chocolate and everything. So it's just enough to like get you the, you know, the urge, you get satisfied, you get it, but you don't feel terrible about it. I love them. So we, my whole family now is obsessed with them. So we have all the time. So yeah. This is very hard for me to hear because I live on a remote island that does not have easy access to places like Trader Joe's. And so it's like every time, like I try not to read those blog posts where people like show their Trader Joe's haul or anything like that. Cause I'm like, oh, how convenient for you. <laughs> how lovely for you. <laughs> but. But Canada doesn't have Trader Joe's. Uh, but our listeners will okay. be able to get it. I 
the regular people will be able to get. I live in Canada. We don't have Trader Joe, Trader Joe. So neither of us can go try what you're, yeah, everyone else will be like going to the store to buy that. We just got Whole Foods like a, like just a, couple of years ago. Like, you know, it's, we don't even have a Whole Foods in Calgary. Do right you have now. a Costco? But Costco, yes. Costco? Okay. My dad swears these are the same thing as a Costco, oh, but he says they have the mini there, but, mm-hmm. but they're in New Jersey. So that's, this is different everywhere. <laughs> there you go, Sandy. You can go to your Costco and get the little ice cream cones. <laughs> I will. You could not pay me enough money to go into a Costco, like a hundred percent. That is like, I will I've been, I think, twice in my life and I will never go again. So I'll find another solution. I will find another solution. <laughs> I just happened to discover them at Trader Joe's. I just love them and now I'm obsessed. So they do bring me joy. I don't eat them ever. It's delicious yes, and wonderful. And uh, my tool. So I mentioned it and it's not a new one either, but I, I this is what organizes my entire life. Like, everything at home, everything in travel, everything at work, everything. And that's Evernote, not an old, not a new one again, but I've been using Evernote. I think I'm, I think I just passed my 10 year anniversary. I teach it to all my clients. Again, I don't think it's the tool, the be all I say work, whatever, you know, use whatever works for you, but it's something I know well. And I love everything, everything from like my kids' school stuff to meal planning to travel is on there. I think that's so funny that you said that because I was thinking about Evernote last night and how I use it all the time and I never talk about it. And then they just started adding tasks. That's a new feature, right? But I haven't, I haven't, like, I think it just happened. I just got the notification, so I haven't looked at it. But what I love about Evernote is that like when I do the mindset calls, I usually prepare like one of our coaching calls and I like have a folder, like a book, what do they call it? A notebook. And it's like pages of all the things and I can search it. And it's like my little secret brain place, my brain dump, but it's very organized. And all the podcast intros that I write and record, all they're all written within Evernote. And I don't know why, because I was thinking you could do all of that within Google, a, fold, a folder, but it just isn't as nice. Like it just doesn't, it's not nice something it's just it's not as organized or it it takes too much work in the google i don't know it, with the way that evernote works for whatever just the way they have it it's it is just a list making tool so yeah. but i mean then i use it for everything and i still like i'm on the free version for 10 years and i can still use it for everything so i'm dragging oh, in I like pay for it. i'll drag in like our medical stuff i'll drag in photos of them i mean it's it's just like a drop and drag and drop and so it's so easy to put everything in there I used to, and I'll, I'll leave on this one thing. I used to, at some point, you know, take a lot of notes, like handwritten notes. And I still like do handwritten notes. And then they have this, God, what's it called? Whatever their scanner, mm-hmm. whatever their scanner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had that. Oh my oh, God. God that amazing. little scanner they sell. That, yeah. I do have that scanner. It's called Scannable. And so I just take pictures of anything I write. I just, I just click, 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 click. And then right from the app, it goes put into, you know, put into whatever folder in Evernote. And so... Now it has just collected everything I own, like all my paperwork, all my receipts. And have it's, you ever used the um, presentation yeah. part of it? So smart. It's awesome. So if any of your clients need to put a really quick present, and this might be in the paid version, that's maybe why I paid for it. But you can do like notes, you know, like write your things. And then you just switch to presentation and it turns into a slideshow and you can just hit, you can just like mark where this is the slide. This is the slide. This is like this, these words are this slide. These words are this slide. And it's, do you remember, we learned it from Kimberly Luna. Do you remember? And 
And then you have like the little cursor and it's like, you can make it pink or. Yeah. It's, it makes a nice little slide and it's simple, not, not like a keynote or a PowerPoint. It's white with black mm-hmm. text. I've used it a few times when I need to do something really fast and like, note, 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 turn into a presentation. So we just taught the productivity That's coach right. thing. That's right. I, um, I may well just go to the paid version. I think but, it's yeah. paid though. I think. Yeah. I'm just totally version. fine, but it was just, it was just funny that I can organ. I just tell people, you know, you can use the basics and organize everything yeah. in your life. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. No, that's, don't have to get too it far. It is a great little tool. It's like my it brain is. is in here too. So I love it. Yeah. It is my brain. That is my entire. Where brain. can people find more about you? Where should they follow you? Come on over to Life is Organized. That's where, where you can find all the things. And also my podcast. My podcast is Productivity on Purpose. So I figure for one podcast listeners or want to go to other places, some great tips there every week. And then lastly, if you want to get it, there's a download I have called 21 Killer Hacks to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed. And that's at lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks, H-A-C-K-S. Sounds good. This was so much fun. You thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for spending the time with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, before you go, if you enjoy listening to our podcast and you know that your future involves teaching or coaching online, check out our Inner Circle experience. It's where we take these concepts, women in business, money, online business strategy, mindset, feminism, and help our clients take their expertise and transition it to an online offering. It's a one-year program with high-touch strategy and mindset coaching, online business courses, and the best community on the internet. To apply, head over to theinnercircle.works, fill out our short two-minute application, and if we believe you're a great fit, you'll receive access to a private advanced training on creating a profitable online business and all the program details. Go to theinnercircle.works to learn more.